0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Postcast. The Utah Jazz fall to James Harden's 38 points. Russell Westbrook adds 34. And the Rockets' small ball wins again as they upend the Utah Jazz, who've lost their first two since the break. We'll be talking about it on Postcast. PostCast is brought to you by the store at 6200 South and 20th East, also located here at the Gateway, right across from the Children's Museum. Go and get all your needs downtown or a hot lunch during the day. At the Gateway Store or at 600 South and 20th East. I'm David Locke, along with Ron Boone. The Utah Jazz have dropped their first two tonight. They lose 119 to 1 or 120 to 110. They were down 15 as we headed into the fourth quarter. So again, this game might not have been as close to the final score. Ron, what's your thoughts on this one?
1: My, my thought, my immediate thought is, is thinking about the Houston Rockets. This is a very good shooting basketball team. They have a lot of weapons, uh, and tonight. Up until the fourth quarter, it was Westbrook and Harden who were beating the Jazz. I mean, they were the two players that really got it going, as you mentioned during the broadcast. When both of those guys are off on the floor, and I think that was the second quarter, the Jazz outscored the the, the Rockets 30 to 24 in that quarter, is because those guys were not on the floor, uh, and the Jazz, with, with their bench players, you know, made made a run. But you know, you just cannot falter or have a bad shooting night, uh, especially with the Jazz against a team like that.
0: Last night's game, I think there's a legitimate complaint that the Jazz didn't come to play. They beat themselves. They weren't ready to go. They had a miserable night. Tonight, I feel like the Rockets are relentless. I think this is going to work. I think they'll be the two seed in the West. I, I feel as though the Rockets were just the better basketball team tonight. They made shots. The Jazz went 7 of 31 from three. I thought the Jazz generally had a pretty good effort tonight, played pretty well. But the Rockets were just better, and the Rockets shot better. I mean, I think you can't lose by 39 points outside the three-point line and overcome that.
1: One thing you're absolutely right about that, and one thing the Jazz did do well—something that they did not want to do—is foul, put those guys on the on, on the free throw line. Um, I'm not so sure. <laughs> Maybe that would have worked, fouling them and putting them on the free throw line, kept them from knocking down so many threes. Who knows? It's just hard to put together a game plan to defeat a team like this, and and. Jazz experimented with the zone tonight. Um, I watched other teams play a zone against the Houston Rockets that were that was effective. Uh, but the Jazz have not done it all season long, and they didn't stay in it long long enough, I think, for me to get a, a pretty good idea of whether or not it's going to work for them.
0: NBA Fan24, why were the Jazz able to get, or he really says he means the Rockets, why were the Rockets able to get so many more three-pointers than we are? I mean, this one's really simple, and, and I'm not making a commentary of what's right or what's wrong. They're just committed to it. It's incredible to watch them drive in the lane, have a wide open floater, they're not taking it, and move it out. I don't know what the number is tonight, but they, Russell Westbrook took 13 mid-range shots. I would guess the rest of the roster took one, maybe two, but I can't think of any of them. I think Westbrook's the only one who's taking those shots and that's a lot for them. But they're just committed to it. They took 48 of their 92 shots as threes. They take 45% of their threes. It's it's remarkable to watch. They're willing to take contested threes that other people aren't willing to take. And they and, and in turn that that's why I mean they took 48 threes, we took 31. They're hugging to our shooters and we're willing to take the other shots.
1: Let's just face it, David. This this is they, they've changed the game, uh, and and they changed the game as far as the number of threes that, that are taking you in the course of a ball game. That started a couple of years ago. Now they're changing the game now with starting five, six, five guys out there on the floor and just spreading it out and 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 just making you change your lineup in order to try to beat them. Make you try to come up with gimmick type defense in order to slow them down. I remember a few years ago, and I, and I think I pointed this out that. Mike D'Antoni said he doesn't worry about matching up to anyone in the NBA. You want to play us, you match up to us because we're going to play one way, and and they do just that. I mean, they might tweak something every now and then or during the course of the ball game to put guys in key spots, but they play one way, and they say, beat us if you can.
0: Brandon Whiteside says Quinn should have put Joe should not have put Joe in. He took out Royce, and no one could play defense on Harden. Too much sleepy Joe. I mean, Joe's actually played James pretty well over the years with his length. Uh, Royce has done the best he can as well. I'm not sure. I also think you got to, you know, you got to dance with who brung you. Like Joe's an integral part of this team uh, and one of the five or six guys that are most important to this roster. So, you know, those are the guys you got to dance with. And if if they're not good enough, then you end up probably losing
1: yeah th- that's a problem that the coaches have you know when to put guys back in the ball game uh when not to i mean we can sit after the ball game and say well i wouldn't have done this and i wouldn't have done that yeah right you, you don't know as, as a coach and and then you you, you you run into situations where you you got starters you got guys that have gotten the job done for you they might not be getting it done in and you know for the first three quarters but that fourth quarter they might turn it on. You, you just don't know. Coaching's not as easy as what you know what everyone thinks.
0: Joshua McGrath says the magnitude of tonight is the Jazz lost home court tonight. Unless Denver stumbles, Jazz are on the road probably in the first round. I, well, it'll be a long way before we know that. we still got 26 to go. But losing the season series to the Rockets is significant. Uh, I, I think the Rockets will be the two or the three seed. So I don't expect us to be in a tiebreaker with the Rockets, but. Denver, can we catch Denver? Can we catch the Clippers? Both of those lost their openers coming out of the break. Uh, And it will be, I mean, yes, trying to get home court in the Western Conference can be tough. But we knew that when the season started, frankly. You know, LeBron and Anthony Davis are real in L.A. Kawhi and Paul George are real in L.A. James and uh, Russ are pretty fabulous here. And, frankly, I think it's all James and Russ is having a nice night tonight, but he's being carried. And, you know, Nikola Jokic is great. So, you know, yeah, this is a tough, brutal Western Conference, and there's a real chance we're starting the playoffs on the road. And, and we knew that, David, at the
1: beginning of the season, that this was going to be a, a tough road for not only for the Jazz, for all the teams in, in the West. Uh they're thinking the same about the Jazz. This, they're thinking, okay, the Jazz are a very good team there as well. They know how difficult it is to win here. The problem for the Jazz now in these first two losses, they are losing these ball games at home uh, with, with, the, with a very good stretch of home games that would have been nice if the Jazz sort of came out and, 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 and got off to a good start winning these ball games.
0: Let, let me make a point to our chat room tonight. I'm, I'm reading through the chats, and I'm not going to keep taking all these questions because everything's about late in the game. Game was over by the fourth quarter started. Like you're down 15 in the NBA going to the fourth quarter, it's cute to run it down to seven. It doesn't work. The Rockets are, in the last two and a half years, 95 and two when they hold a 15 point lead in the fourth quarter. They're 127 in three in the last three and a half years, and they're 226 and four since James Harden joined the franchise. Okay, like. This was not a game we were going to win in the fourth quarter. We lost this game in the third quarter, principally in the third quarter. And this is the reoccurring theme of what's going on here. When we are not good enough defensively against the elite offensive teams, our offense can't keep up because we have a hard – Our offense is predicated right now on getting the defensive rebound, getting out an advantage basketball, and we have these offensive slumps that are simultaneous to our defensive slump that are happening because we're taking the ball out of the net, and therefore when that happens, we end up down by 15. Can you repeat that? No. (laughs) I didn't think so.
1: (laughs) Did it make any sense? (laughs) It makes sense because uh, the the bottom line is the the Houston Rockets record in the fourth quarter when when they're up 15. They're just that good.
0: (laughs) You couldn't repeat that if you wanted to. (laughs) He's mocking me right now. I'm in the midst of a two-game losing streak as the play-by-play announcer and being mocked. Can't do anything about it either, which is even worse. But it's true.
1: You're absolutely right. So what do you do? You got to give Houston a lot of credit because they are good. They are good. Much as you hate Russell Westbrook, he is good. And much as you don't like the way James Harden plays, He's
0: great. So it's. Let me say this about Russell Westbrook. He's inefficient. His team doesn't play very well when he's on the floor with them. Here's the essence and the most important part about Russell Westbrook. He has never had a teammate that doesn't play hard. Because he dictates that everyone plays at full steam all the time with his relentless energy and effort. And that carries him to wins. All right. That wraps us up. Ron's done with me. See you.
1: Rejecting the screen has been retweeted by Kobe, Dame Lillard, and Vince Carter. So it's fair to say you should give it a shot. I'm Noah Kozlov.
0: And I'm Adam Stanko. Rejecting the screen hits your feed every Tuesday and Thursday. On Tuesday...